Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, I'm Matt Edmondson and welcome back to Not Another Love Song, where once again I am teaming up with one of my favourite musicians to create a brand new song about something unexpected. We'll get to know each other, pick a topic that comes up in conversation and then co-write the song before I take it off to the lab to produce it into a fully-fledged track which you can hear in full at the end of the podcast. Are you ready? Let's do this then. It's time for Not Another Love Song. Oh, hi there. I hope you are keeping well. Full disclosure, I am currently not in the lab. I'm actually in a dressing room in a top-secret location, a.k.a. Glasgow, preparing to be a celebrity guest, and I'm using big old inverted commas for that one, on a TV quiz show, which I'm very excited about. I'm also quite nervous about because I've done one or two of them before, and despite loving quizzes and trivia, hence all the board game chat most weeks, there is something about... The lights and the cameras and the idea of knowing that people at home will be shouting the correct answers at the TV whilst I'm giving the wrong ones. That makes my brain turn to mush. So it is lovely to be in your company for a few minutes to help distract me from my impending trivia trauma. And what a distraction we have today. We've got a song coming your way about one of my favourite places in the world to spend time. And it's co-written with one of the nicest men in the world, Bradley Simpson, a.k.a. the frontman of the vamps. For one song only, Brad has gone solo. Who can blame him? To write a banger with me, but you can usually find him on stage in packed-out arenas singing songs from nearly 10 years' worth of Vamps albums. In fact, next year, 2022, the boys are going to be celebrating a decade together and they're going from strength to strength. Their last album, Cherry Blossom, was absolutely brilliant and it debuted at number one in the album chart. And it's been a busy 10 years for the Vamps, kicking off with tracks like Can We Dance? That's all I have to say, so baby, can we dance? Turns out they can dance, and they use that skill to make an EDM banger called All Night with Matoma. Their recent album gave us my favourite vamp song of them all, Married in Vegas. I think we might get married in Vegas. Now, I've met Brad quite a few times over the years and I've always loved his company, but this was the first time that we properly got to sit down and have a chat with each other. As ever, we arranged to write our song over Zoom, although Brad was running a few moments late and had sent me a very confusing text message that explained why. 
the way you described going for a wee, I've never heard anyone phrase it like that before. What was the first thing that you thought? I was very confused. So you said, I'm just draining the sea monster, then I'll be with you. And honestly, because I've got a four-year-old and we've got a load of bath toys. Yeah. And you have to drain them all the time. The other day, it was actually quite a harrowing experience. I had to take the head off one of her dolls and then empty old water out of its hollow body. (laughs) My first thought was, that's weird. Brad has bath toys. And he's having to drain one that looks like a monster. But actually, you're referring to your own junk as a sea monster that you're draining. And it makes much more sense. Yes. Well, whether it makes sense, I mean, it kind of does. But I, in terms of when it gets unacceptable to have bath toys, I don't know when that happened. Are you much of a bather? I love a bath. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of just sitting in there. I put the candles on. I put the laptop in there. Hang on, you put a laptop in the bath? Not in the bath, but you know what? There's a there's a gap in the market for a floating waterproof screen. Just throwing that out there if Elon Musk is listening. He probably is. Yeah, he's an avid listener. He put that on the side with a, a good Netflix series and I love it. Firstly, electrics near the bath is very dangerous. And what I would hate is after we've recorded this podcast for me to have not warned you and then for me to read on the front page of a newspaper, Brad from the Vamps killed in horrific bathtub electricity accident. What a relaxing way to go. (laughs) So I'm going to warn you now, don't be plugging anything in, okay? Okay. Very No, it's it's completely hands-free. I bought my other half this, basically a plank of wood with a groove cut in it that you put from one side of the bath to the other, and then you put stuff on the plank of wood like a candle, and even in the groove can hold an iPad. So it's basically what you want. Oh, see, that sounds really good because I do get, sometimes I'll get quite a sore neck because obviously the laptop runs parallel to the yes. back. You've got to kind of crit your neck. Yes, yeah, so this one's hovering directly over your body. Ah, that sounds incredible. Now, the weird thing is in every image of a bath shelf you'll ever see, the stuff they think you're going to want to take to the bath with you is insane. Okay, this one. Bloody hell. This one's got a glass holder for a glass of wine, but it's not just the holder. It like seals over the top so you're not going to spill that glass of wine it's got an ipad holder it's got a colder for what i can only assume looks like in the picture some chutney (laughs) don't you always bathe with chutney oh i love it but there's nothing to scoop the chutney up with you have to use your fingers and the good news is that cleaning them off is very easy (laughs) you're in a bath you're in a bath exactly i've got one here a glass of champagne a glass of red wine (laughs) two phones A bunch of grapes, novel, they've put on there. Three different types of candle. <laughs> that is an entertained person in the bath there. Camembert in the bath with a glass of wine. Oh, that's very indulgent. Yeah, gout. Could you eat the full camembert, do you think? Uh, Yeah, I don't think I could get like a party-sized camembert. But... <laughs> Brad's got a problem. What's happened? He's in the bath again with a party-sized camembert. Brad admitted into cheese rehab. Is there something in your life that you felt anything's going to get me addicted to something? It's this. You know, mine would probably be like Oreo milkshakes because I really, really like Oreo milkshakes. We're going to come back to how you're saying Oreo in a second, but have you had an Oreo milkshake, I'm saying Oreo, with malt in it? You said Oreo there. <laughs> I did. I did. I believe it's Oreo, not Oreo. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. No. Oreo. Okay, so you go to a restaurant, right? And the guy goes, good evening, sir. Um, you could have milk chocolate or... Or Oreo, that's what I've said, not Oreo. All right, how do you say the word orange? 
Oh, I'll have a bag of oranges, please. I'll have an Oreo and an orange, please. <laughs> I'm not bad. That's bad. Am I going to have to get an advert up for the Oreo and see how they say it? Get an English advert. Right, I'm going to have a look here. This should hopefully share through the screen. Daddy, I'm here to explain to you how to eat an Oreo. God! <laughs> Do you know what? It's important to admit when you're wrong, isn't it? And I am wrong. It's an Oreo. Oh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. There you go. Next time you need a gift, ask someone for a bath shelf or treat yourself. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll treat myself. How often are you having a bath in comparison to having a shower? So I'm showering every day in the morning. I'm a clean guy. Are you facing into the wall that the shower's mounted to or away from it? It really depends what I'm doing in there. What are you doing in there? (laughs) If I'm shampooing, I'm facing the wall, weirdly. But if I'm having a moment of, like, contemplation, I will turn around. If you're shampooing, you'd face the wall. Yeah, I think so. I'd, I would have to go and be in the shower to know my routine. <laughs> but That might interrupt this podcast recording. Yeah, it's not waterproof, this mic. But, yeah, I think I face the wall when I shampoo. and I would shampoo facing away so I can lean my head backwards into the water so as not to get shampoo in my eyes. You know what it is? The reason I think I had really bad ears when I was a kid. So I used to have ear infections and I couldn't swim because I couldn't go in the pool. So I just, I had like a perforation in my eardrum, all of this. It was a whole thing. I always hear of people like leaning back in the bath or leaning back in the shower and like letting it go backwards like you've just described. But I think if I were to do that, the water would just funnel into my ear. Have you still got a perforated eardrum? No, 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 no. It's all sealed up. That bad boy's sealed up. So it probably would be okay, but maybe there's some childhood trauma that's stopping you from leaning backwards in a bath. I think you've just unlocked a a really traumatic time in my life. And here's my only other shower question. And this podcast isn't just about you washing yourself. We will move on to other things in a second. Where are you washing first? (laughs) How have we got here? I don't know. Are we talking about when I'm shower gelling or shampoo? Shower gelling. Shower gelling. Weirdly, I go bam, 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 and I go my left, the top of my left arm. Shoulder not pit. Not pit yet. No, no, no. Pit's like, I'll go top of left arm. Yeah. And then, bam, opposite sides. I'm doing it. If this was video, you'd see I look like I'm caressing myself. This is like a TikTok routine waiting to happen. Top of left arm, top of right arm, and then I just freestyle after that. It's nice to know the starting point, but after that, just wherever your hands take you. You've got to have a bit of fun. So apart from relentlessly bathing yourself, (laughs) what's been keeping you busy? That's been taking up a lot of my time. (laughs) But aside from being the cleanest I've ever been, genuinely been writing a load of music. And I was thinking the other day, like we finished the album in lockdown, and then I've started writing new stuff now with like the potential of a new project. Because you're super musical, right? How many instruments do you play? I can see you've got a piano and a guitar. Yes. Um, so I play piano, guitar, bit of bass, bit of drums. Um, <laughs> and that's like, that's kind of the only That's one. basically everything. That's literally one-man band territory. Yeah, but I do want like a rogue instrument on my roster. I want to learn like, like my parents bought me years ago a saxophone that is just... <gasps> so dusty but i i was kind of like mm, do i do i try and learn saxophone but i've never done a wind instrument in my life so yeah i think it would be too sexy i think that's your excuse yeah. isn't it mm, yeah but i'd love the idea at a vamps gig everything's stopping so you could do a sax solo in a spotlight 
Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Um, unfortunately, he was going to do the sax solo this evening, but it is too sexy. So, unfortunately, yeah. the <laughs> venue have asked us explicitly. Not, they've said they will throw us out. It's both too sexy and too saxy, and for those reasons, we're not allowed to do it. Oh, exactly that. It's meant to be like a very hard instrument to learn and play. So, utmost respect to anyone who can play the sexy sax out there. Yeah, I've never tried. The closest I've got is trying to blow up one of those balloons that you do balloon modelling with. And I can't do that. I imagine that it's very similar, though. It's. <laughs> I think it's the same discipline. I think if you are a children's entertainer, you can switch the saxophone very quickly. <laughs> it's Yeah, yeah, essentially that. What I mean is I don't have the puff. Have you ever tried to blow up one of those balloon modelling balloons? No, is it just a normal balloon? Is it a normal balloon? How are they making it look like a dog if it's a normal balloon? Come on. Is it really thick? It's very long. It's sort of the length of a piece of pasta. That is the most like versatile thing to use as a comparison for length. Are we talking penne? Are we talking spaghetti? <laughs> spaghetti. Spag- spaghetti. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said spaghetti. Very small opening. I'm telling you, if I said to you right now, I'll give you a million pounds to blow one up, from a standing start, you couldn't do I it. I should say, here's one I've <laughs> need a lot of lung capacity. Huge lung capacity. But I think you also need good lip technique and blowing technique. Right. It's all of those things combined, which is why I think it's similar to the saxophone. The saxophone. And also, if you get a yellow balloon, you can probably make it into a saxophone if you're a talented enough balloon modeler. <laughs> I think that's definitely possible to make a brass saxophone out of a a balloon. Did you ever have a um, children's entertainer come to a birthday party when you were a kid? You know what? I actually don't think I did, which is like I had a lovely childhood. No, I did. Like, um, like, I love my parents. We had the best party I used to do. You know what the best one was that always sticks with me when I did um, the Pizza Express where you make your own pizzas. Oh, that's great. Oh, it was incredible. For weeks afterwards, I was the talk of school. And what topping did you go for? What was your version of a sloppy Giuseppe? I went for, I think I went ham and pineapple. Okay. Not the most original creation in the world. It's not, no, but I'm a classic guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I could have gone rogue and thrown in onions and caramelised them beforehand. or. But I'm thinking, look, let's keep it steady here. Everyone likes a laugh, but it's my birthday. (laughs) It's just, whoa, calm it down. It's a fantastic gimmick, the cooking your own pizza, isn't it? Because you're doing the grunt work for them. You're making your own pizza. You're working and not getting paid for it. There was a place like that where I grew up in Portsmouth called the Char Bar. And it was very cool, the concept when I was a kid, which was that there was a barbecue in the middle of the table. And they would bring you raw meat and you would barbecue it yourself. And looking back, I think, wow, their chef kitchen costs must have been very low. (laughs) How old were you at the time? (laughs) Oh, I was probably about 10. Between the ages of 8 and 12, a little trip to the char bar. Yes, please. It felt really exciting. It's quite dangerous as well though, to have a live like (laughs) hob and raw meat for children. Like, yeah, take it away, kids. You go and cook that raw meat on that. Boiling hot stuff. We did it in um, South Korea. That's the time that I've experienced the similar thing to the char bar. Mm. And it's very fun. It's very, very fun. It's as culturally enriching, I think. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, cooking meat on a barbecue is the best way to do it. My friend's got a smoker. Have you ever seen that? Oh, is it one of those ones that's shaped like a green egg? Yes. Oh, oh, stop it. 
Someone play the sax. This is getting sexy. If this song goes well, can the music video just be <laughs> you with sunglasses on, topless, very skimpy shorts, cooking the meat on a green egg, and I'll be next to you in a bath playing the sax. Cool. Great. So the long and short of it is you've never had a clown in your house. I'd have to ask my parents, but because my memory's terrible, but I, d- I don't think so. No, I don't think we've ever had a clown in the house. Is your memory actually terrible, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think from like, you know how some people can remember really vividly when they're young? I can't remember any of that. I can't either. Yeah. It's stressful. I had a Fireman Sam backpack with a hose in that I remember was wicked. And I really, really remember that. You filled the backpack up with water and then it was like a pump action. <gasps> that sounds amazing. Oh, it was wicked. But either side of that, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it all goes black. I can't remember anything for years either How, side of that. What do you put that down to? I, I wonder if it's like when you're in the moment, you're quite, do you think about lots of other things whilst you're in a certain moment? Yes. For you as an interviewer as well, you have to be so good at thinking on your feet and thinking of like the next thing and the next thing that you're always, whilst very much being present, like thinking of other things in the moment. So I think it maybe it's that. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm pleased with that one. It's very good. It's very good. I don't think I'm ever that present. That's my issue. I think I'm always imagining the future. Do you get excited about things? Ideas. It's the only thing that gets me up in the morning. I get excited about ideas. And the lifespan of the idea is always pretty identical, which is when I have it, I think, oh my God, Matt, you're a genius. This is the best idea in the world. And then I'll go and start work on it and I'll think, oh my God, you're rubbish. You can't do this. And then up until maybe a minute before it's done, I'm like, this is rubbish. And then it's done. I'm like, okay, I got it out of me. It's very much like that with songs. There was a really good, have you watched the songwriter, the Ed Sheeran? Oh, I loved it. There's a quote on that where he says like the, the tap running quote, you know, the one where he says, oh yeah, the rusty tap. The rusty tap and, all, and you get all the mud out and eventually you get to like, clean good ideas i think if you don't act on like the little exciting thoughts that you have whether it's songs or anything in your life if you don't act on them and like take them to the nth degree and finish it and go okay cool but i did it you need to be able to get it out of your system if you're a creative ideas driven person and then eventually you'll you will start getting to the really good ones i think we need to decide what we're going to write the song about there are a few things that have cropped up no matter what the topic is, we're putting a saxophone sample in there. I wonder if a song about bath time isn't the worst thing. You mean a, a song about being clean and relaxed? I think we could build a lot around it as well. Like your verse and your pre's, you're running the bath. Exactly. Yeah, the anticipation of it. The chorus is you dipping in. Should we write it on the piano? I think it should be the journey of what leads you to getting in the bath. It's been a long, hard day. It's that kind of like, I've been away from you, I'm coming home to you, I want to feel your warm embrace. It's all of that, but with the revelation that it's a bath later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Uh, 
At the end of the night, <laughs> and you don't want to overflow it. Oh, come What's that first line? I can't work out what the first line you're saying is. I'd usually do like melodies over just random, like those oh, words okay. sing nicely, but they don't mean anything. But it's just, I like that melody of like... Uh, uh, okay, yeah, great. Lovely. Are you thinking that as a an opening verse? I hear it more as like either a pre or a chorus. Yeah, I hear it as a chorus. I really like when the temperature's right, you don't want to overflow it at the end of the night. And so I think if we can nail that first line... Yes, I like that. You know I really want to know you is not bad. Yeah. It's the longing for it, isn't it? It's, you know, you've been away and it's been hard out there and you've just come off tour and there's nothing like getting back to your own bath. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. You don't want to know it. The temperature's right. And I don't want to overflow you. I'm, I'm hearing that as, and I don't want to overflow you. da 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 And I don't want to overflow you. Cool. That feels good. I think we can go up melodically at the end there. It's like, say, oh, it's magic. That's really nice. What about because you know I've been waiting? It fits the same rhythm as that. You know I've been waiting. For you holding, for you. For your warm embrace. Because <laughs> you know I've been waiting for you on embrace. I just got to remember to use the soap. One half on my ass, one half on my face. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for coming, guys. <laughs> I'm no longer sinking. It's quite nice. Yeah, Jesus we can God. land at place. Because I'm back in my favourite place. <laughs> it's one too many syllables, but I think because it's the end of that chorus, you can make that work. We can put like a little, we can do a little chord thing. Like, uh... You know I've been waiting for you on embrace. I'm no longer sinking. I don't know. I'm no longer sinking in my favourite yeah no longer sinking i do like that because you would sink into a bath no longer thinking i'm sinking i'm not overthinking i'm sinking in my favorite place i really like that if you can cram those words in let's see if we can what about if that's a bit quicker? So, I'm not overthinking, I'm sinking in my favourite place. Oi. So, I think we need to go back to a verse now and set up the premise of... We've been away. My goodness, do we want to come home and light some candles, stick on a bubble bath, and just let the world wash away. Yeah, like a verse. You do that for a verse. Yeah, I like that. So like a kind of... I've let the whole world just wash all over me. Something yeah. Like that. <laughs> I let the whole world wash over me. 
I'm coming home, blue. I'm coming home. I don't oh, know I... when I last wasn't on my feet. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. It's been days since. We can do like a, now I'm not coming home. For a pre, maybe. I'm hearing that as going, I've been thinking all about you. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause it's been days since I've been around you. I don't doubt you. Do that. Cause it's been days since I've been around you. And ever since I found you, I've been waiting to look more. It's been days since I've been around you. Ever since I found you. What about I've fallen real deep? <laughs> it's been days since I've been around you and I'm falling in. And no, I'm... So it's ever since I found you, I've fallen in deep. <laughs> yeah. I love how much you sell it as well. When you... <laughs> <laughs> We've had it's been days since, so we can't repeat that line. So I've put in it's been too long since I've been around you. It's been too long since I've been around you Ever since I found you I've fallen in deep And it's been eight Yeah, it's great What about I've fallen in deep? I've fallen in deep Fallen in deep Yeah, that's nice I've let the whole world Wash all over me I think the melody on that's not quite right I think it should be I've let the whole world Wash all over me. Oh, okay. I've let the whole world wash all over me. That's where it is. Yeah. It's been too long since I've been around you. Ever since I found you, fallen in deep. Okay, what about this? Don't burst my bubble. <laughs> Trouble feels too obvious to rhyme for that. Yeah. Oh my god, I need to unbuckle's quite good. Yeah, I've got to unbuckle. <laughs> we actually need a third thing that rhymes. Yeah, there. one more. Oh, um, shampoo bottles works. Yeah. Like um, emptying bottles. Yes, like, yes. Uh, and then I think we should land back on an E. Like before I sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, as you overheat's quite good. Yeah, yeah. Overheat's really nice. Oh, you've changed instruments. I have, I have. I'm going to um, <laughs> tune this bad boy up. I've let the whole world wash all over me. It's been days since I wasn't on my feet. Something, whatever that is. Been too long since I've been around you. Ever since I found you, fallen in deep. Don't burst my bubble, gotta unbuckle. Been emptying bottles as you overheat. Yeah, you know I really wanna. Yeah, you know you wanna know. Then that's different chords. I need to go back into the voice though. But that feels good, man. Before we come back and do a second verse, then I definitely need a wee. Do you mind if I run for one? Go and drain the sea monster. <laughs> go and drain him. <laughs> I can keep him under control. <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. 
That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, as ever, Brad and I carried on writing the rest of the song, and then it was down to the old production back here in the lab. And first up, obviously, I needed some bathroom sounds. So I started with a running tap, which I then gradually sent to a big reverb bus and in music production a bus by the way is a channel on the mixing desk in my case very much a virtual one inside my laptop where producers will send audio signals and then they'll apply special effects treatments there so for example all of your drums might go to a drum bus and then get processed together or you might have a vocal bus with all of the same compressors and eqs and ds's and all the other things you'd put on a vocal working on all the different vocal tracks you've got all at once. Anyway, I had this reverb bus and I was able to automate the amount of signal that I put into it over time, which gives the impression that the sound is washing over us much like a bath. Don't forget to scrub those pits. Now, the bulk of this track is piano. And Brad actually sent me the MIDI file of him playing the piano. So I use that as the backbone of everything. MIDI, by the way, and I have had to Google this, stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface. It's snappy. It's basically a way of sharing musical data. So if you've got a MIDI file, you can easily change the instrument of a track, but keep the original playing of it and keep the original melody. Now, in Brad's case, I found a nice, soft-sounding piano. And to get us into it, I went for the old classic reverse trick. So in this case, I whacked a load of reverb on the first piano chord that you hear in the song. And then I reversed it. And I really think it helps ease us from that watery bathroom atmosphere into the piano. So in the introduction of the song, apart from the piano, the other main element is this sort of twinkly pad sound. Which, believe it or not, I made from this pretty unpleasant sounding synthesizer. So that is just the same chords that the piano is playing, probably Brad's same MIDI, but running on a synth. And then I used a tool called an arpeggiator, which takes all the held notes that you've played 
and sequences them in a sort of random variety of intricate patterns. And in my case, it created this. We're starting to get there, aren't we? We're just missing one ingredient, which is, you guessed it, a shed load of reverb and delay. And there it is, quite a boring sound, transformed into a nice bath time pad. Now, I'll be honest, the biggest thing that I had to work on with this track was Brad's vocal, not his delivery. It was beautiful, it was note perfect, he's got an amazing voice. But the recording that he sent me had quite a few plosives on it. Now, plosives generally appear around words beginning with P or B, P and B, and it's basically air being blown from your mouth directly onto the microphone. I could do one now, look, plosives, plosives. Turns out they're pretty problematic and an absolute nightmare to try and get rid of as they're baked into the original recording. So using a combination of very surgical EQing, where you reduce slivers, tiny slivers of volume from very specific parts of the frequency spectrum, which for humans goes from around 50 hertz to 20,000 hertz, and also some specialist tools for this kind of a job. Shout out to Isotope's RX audio repair software. You saved my life. Anyway, because of all of that, I was able to take a strong plosive like this one in the word temperature. When the temperature's right. And tame it to this. When the temperature's right. Or this one from the word place. In my favourite place. Which then became this. In my favourite place. Sounds so much better, right? Now, as you can imagine, at the time, figuring all of this out was like, well, it was hell on earth because I had no idea where to start. But I got to the end of about two days of messing with Brad's voice slash pulling my hair out. And at the end of it, I had learned so, so much about EQ, about dealing with little glitches in audio that I just otherwise would never have gotten the opportunity to figure out under any other circumstances. And I now feel like I've conquered plosives once and for all, although you'll probably hear quite a few popping up still in this podcast. And by the way, if you ever want to go hunting for a plosive, it turns out they're kind of hanging out around the 150 hertz mark and below. You know, just in case you need to track some down. So, plosives removed. It was time to call Brad back up and play him the track. And I'd kept one very special production element up my sleeve for a big reveal. How have you been since we last spoke? I am one less tooth than I was last time we spoke. Yeah, you had your wisdom teeth taken out yesterday. I had to get that bad boy out of there. How have you been? Yeah, I've been, you know, uh, tinkering away on our song, which you'll hear in a oh, second. Oh, man. Have you mixed this in? I have, yes. Oh, dude, come on, the whole package. And I've mastered it as well, mate. No biggie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as, as people will have heard on the podcast already, I like learning stuff mm -hmm. and i learned so much stuff from making this song mainly around processing your vocals because there were a lot of plosives on that track brad i apologize not your fault not your fault but it was an incredibly interesting thing at one point in the middle of the night i almost texted you and said can you do all of it again because it's got so many things on it i could have man but i kind of figured it out and it was a real learning experience for me well in that case 
You're welcome. Well, <laughs> thanks so much. Have you thought about this song much since we made it when you've been in the bath, perhaps? Uh, a better question would be, have you stopped thinking about the song <laughs> since we made it? Because <laughs> it hasn't, hasn't left the front of my mind. I'll be honest, like, I've been doing a fair few sessions and what I tend to do is, like, when I write a song, finish a song with someone, I listen to it, like, for, like, three, four days, non-stop. And then as soon as the next session comes up, I'm like, okay, and then, that, and then I do that. So I, I haven't listened to it since the three days of non-stop listening to it that I did after we wrote it. Oh, my God. Well, that's nice to know that you did that. I actually, it's a, it's a really, really good song, man. I really, really like it. The unusual thing about it is that with the other people who have been working on this project with, the songs we've written have been very much in their style. Oh, yeah. But I feel like this is an, a bit of a departure for you. It's not what you normally do. And so... From a kind of production perspective, I was trying to work out, well, what do I want to capture? Yeah. And I just wanted to really capture the warmth of being in a bath. Oh, and I love that. Yeah. The sound that a bathroom has. Yeah. Did you throw any bath-related sound effects or...? A couple of the percussive elements are things I've sampled from bath stuff. Fantastic. But the other thing that we spoke about, which... I really wanted to deliver on was the saxophone. Oh, yeah. So I put out a tweet okay. asking <laughs> quite specifically if anyone was A, a fan of the vamps and B, a sax player. And you'll be pleased to know that in that Venn diagram, one person stepped forward. This is incredible. When I thought it couldn't get better, you've just taken it up 17 notches. Her name's Lucy, and she's going to join us on this Zoom. Oh, that's so cool, man. She may not recognise me because of the size of the right side of my face. (laughs) She'll be like, that can't be Brad. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Yes, Lucy. How was it? How was the recording process? Thank you for jumping on it, by the way. That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. Lucy was unbelievably patient with me, Brad. She recorded audio for me on three separate occasions. He's a pain in the ass, isn't he, Lucy, Matt? He just asks you to go again and go again. No. I just wanted it to sound right, everybody. That was all. <laughs> and I did too, so you know. We've never actually done a song with a real saxophonist. Well, here you go. I'm here. Sick. Part of the reason that we ended up chatting about the saxophone, Lucy, is because Brad can play many instruments, but sax isn't one of them. I have got one. I can go and try and find it if you want, but (laughs) I don't know where it is. I've got flute lying under my bed that I haven't touched in about two years, so... Can you bear with me for like, yeah, go, like, go, go, like go, go, 10 to 15 seconds? Give me one. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Of course he's got a saxophone. Oh, here he goes. Okay. I genuinely haven't opened it since I've got it. Can I just ask, have you ever played the sax before, Brad? Never. (laughs) Ever, ever, ever. No. Oh, actually, Lucy, I said in the podcast we could get your thoughts on this. Have you ever tried to blow up a balloon modelling balloon, Lucy? A what? You know, like when they make a dog out of a balloon? Yeah. I think people who make balloon animals would make great saxophonists and vice versa. Maybe it's a career that I should take up. Brad possesses neither of those two skills. Bear in mind, Lucy, I've just had my wisdom tooth out, so I can I literally... Oh, no. I can ba- <laughs> I can barely even, like... Smiling hurts, so this isn't going to oh. be good if I attempt this. This is very unexpected, by the way, but before he goes for it, Lucy, what 
should he be doing here? So your left hand goes where your right hand is now. Yeah. Yeah. And then your right hand goes at the bottom. What are we expecting to come out here, Lucy? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> that was high. you got to use your tongue, essentially. Oh, there we oh, go. Hello. There you go. Whatever you just did, keep doing that. So what that's demonstrated is that, that Lucy's added real value to this song. <laughs> You killed it. You killed it. Round of applause, please, to Lucy. Pretty solid, that, isn't it? It's a, it's a certified banger. It's a certified banger. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so good. <sighs> Matt, you killed it. Yeah, really good. Oh, thanks very much. The production's great, man. Oh, oh cheers, guys. I think it really um, puts you in the bathroom, doesn't it? Yeah, literally, I'm going to go and get a bath after this. How do we feel about the sort of gospel finish that it went for? I I wanted it I wanted it to feel biblical. 
I love it. It feels biblical. It feels big anthemic, and I like the halftime drums as well that you've gone for in the chorus. Oh, thank you. That the the after the first chorus, the like the sax, little sax bit in the post chorus, I was like, "Ooh, shit, this is good." I loved it, guys. Thank you so much for collaborating that song, Brad. Thanks for writing it with me Pleasure. and delivering such a beautiful vocal. And Lucy, thank you for throwing in some sax. Thank you for asking me. It's been great. Let's do this again. Let's make an album. Let's take over the world. Thank you so much to Brad and to Lucy for such a brilliant song. I will be listening later in the bath, surrounded by an upsetting volume of cheese. If you want to do the same, the full song is the next podcast in the feed. And by the way, a friend of mine, totally unrelated to this podcast, told me this week that people are selling cheese boards that are also bath boards online. They come packaged all together with both the bath bit and the cheese bit. So, you know, maybe one for the Christmas list. As ever, thank you so much for listening. Do keep spreading the word about the podcast. And if it's your first time here, go and check out some of the other songs. Oh, also, if you get a chance to leave a little review on your podcast app, that also really helps other people find the show. And you can come and say hi to me. I'm on Instagram. Just search for at Matthew Edmondson. Right, I'll be back next week at the same time for another brand new song with one of my favourite artists. I'll see you then. 